Yeah. Good. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. John of God's back. Temple of Lost Hair. Over there. Yes. Two representatives. I wanted to share uh, something because somebody asked me to do it. So let's give it a shot. We may have done it last week, but it doesn't matter. It's the same, same message every time. It's not really about pointing at what we are, but really pointing out what we're not. So, in this thing, it's that's the story of the snake molting its skin. Yeah? First of all, it sounds like when you said it, the snake is doing it. Yeah? Our language seems to imply the snake is molting its skin, but it's just the molting of the skin of the snake. And the snake is just as surprised probably as anyone else would be. So, we're going to look at this event of the skin and the snake uh, from those two different points of view. One from the point of view of the snake, one from the point of view of the skin. So from the skin's point of view, the skin's is being implied or assumed or inferred that it's the whole snake. In other words, it is, it's, an, it's a, an essential quality of the snake is the skin. And there would be no skate snake without the skin. So the skin is always on the alert for that not to be tested or questioned. So it feels the coming of the loosening of the skin, and it starts getting concerned. Because without the snake, there ain't no skin. Yeah. So the skin starts thinking, worrying about it, and it starts telling the snake, because it has a, it jacks into the snake's head, tells the snake, you got to go buy a lot of moisturizer. Yeah. And don't go out on that midday sun. Don't go any near, don't go near that craggy rock. I don't want to get the skin stuck. I don't want nothing to happen to the skin. And it's very, very concerned and, and, and scared like shit for this event to occur. Now, from the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. Because now, at this point, the skin is old, it's, it's heavy, it's not shiny, it's not attracting women snakes or anything. And when that old skin falls off, a new skin will appear, and it will be shinier, and it will be smoother, and it can travel faster or travel lighter, as we say. So from the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. It's a great relief. And from the skin's point of view, it's like Armageddon. That's sort of what happens here. Yeah? The mental condition is voicing its opinion. And then there's our innate condition. The, emotion, the, the, the mental condition has a megaphone. It seems to have a, has acquired a lot of our interest and attention. So what it says seems very loud. And what's true may not, may not be loud at all. It may be really silent, yeah? But the fact is, we're not that mental condition. So if we side with the mental condition, there's going to be a loss of recognition of what we are. So if I follow the mental condition's agenda, in a sense, I'll lose the agenda. There is no agenda of the, in, of the innate state. But I will lose the priority of that innate state. And from that all the shenanigans ensue, yeah? From that misidentification, all the shenanigans ensue. So from the skin, a lot of things will seem like threats when to the snake, they're great bonuses, yeah? So like a lot of times things happen in life and we see it as a real drag 
But what occurs through that happening is a lot of good gets brought out of us. Or let's say a lot of stuff that we wouldn't really notice or pay attention to, we're forced to pay attention to. We don't usually go along with it willingly or with any virtue. It's just we go kicking and screaming. But we have to admit, after we've made it through something, a whole lot of lightness starts to occur sometimes. Yeah? Or a whole new vista opens up that you were never, never available to. Because our mental state is dominating the, dominating the equation and our interest and attention has been sided with it by the identification as the self. Yeah? With this idea of being this long-lasting, independent, separate entity, we come obsessed with that agenda and we lose the fact of the being state. Yeah? We just lose it because the mental state overrides the being state it may make the being state an object it wants to attain but it will never see itself as the being because it's looking from the idea of being the mental state yeah and the mental state is truly aligned with the body condition so if you see the body here's the body and so the body obviously infers when i look at it that it's different than that body yeah so this sense of separation is sort of produced and sustained with the body identification. And then that sense of being different not just doesn't stay on the body, it now gets applied to the thought system. I don't see your thoughts as my thoughts. Yeah? I think I think differently than you. My thoughts are different than yours. My feelings are different than your feelings. Yeah? My actions are different than your actions. So the sense of difference or separation that the mental state uses to reaffirm by body, by the body perception, it lends that uniqueness to the thought system. So how do we feel that the thoughts are different? Well, when I see these thoughts are held as mine, and whenever you share your thoughts, I see them as yours. Yeah? And immediately there's a distinct difference between my thoughts and your thoughts. Obviously, my thoughts are more important because they're mine. <laughs> and your important thoughts are less important because there's yours. So there's a lot of quality or a lot of difference gets harvested from this idea of my, the my body. In other words, this is my body, either like I have it or it's, I'm in it or somehow it's, I have a lot to do with it. That, that gets, gets lent to my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions. And now I have a difficult time learning from other people's actions because I don't see them as mine. I don't see, I could never fucking possibly do that. That's why when you come into recovery meetings and people share their thoughts, their feelings, and their reactions to life, there'll be a point where maybe you'll entertain, how did they get my thoughts? Because they sound like mine. They sound like my feelings when the person shares. I, yeah, I felt like that a lot. And those actions that that person was motivated to do, I have done. So after a while, that sense of terminal uniqueness, which is the Petri dish of all this disease, or this discomfort and irritability and restlessness, that terminal uniqueness, that shell gets cracked. Because how could you have my thoughts? If, if you have my thoughts, they're immediately disqualified for, of being mine. Yeah? The my sort of makes it special, unique, separate, independent. These thoughts are separate, unique, independent, and special to me. But when I hear you share them, it blows that out of the water. When, I, when you tell me how you felt when that person didn't 
didn't say yes to go out on that date with you, I feel, ooh, I feel just quite, quite like that, yeah? So the my starts getting eroded, and what happens? When the my drops out of thoughts, you travel lighter with thoughts. When the my drops out of feelings, you travel lighter with feelings. When the my drops out of actions, you travel lighter with actions, yeah? So instead of traveling heavier with thoughts, feelings, and actions, now you're traveling lighter with thoughts, feelings, and actions. That sense of lighter lends itself to the presence. Yeah. You become, you start mimicking or feeling or sensing like space. Instead of sensing like an independent, separate, unique individual, you start losing that terminal uniqueness and you start spreading out from all the parameters your mental state has put you in. My thoughts, my feelings, my actions, my body, my time, my problems, my girlfriend, all these things, you leak out, yeah? You start leaking out, and that's the sense of being, feeling spacious or sensing presence. You, you come out of that claustrophobic mental closet, which like, it's like putting a marathon runner in a four-by-four four closet. You're running around, you have this ability to run 26 miles, and all you're doing is running down over these same old, same old loops every freaking day. You think it's different because it's Saturday and you don't have it, you don't go to a work. But they're, they're the same, same. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The same modality is the premier influence of every day, the selfing. So you, you can't get, even get to the point that, hey, I'm inherently okay. You've got you to gotta believe I will be okay based on that you believe you once were okay. But the fact is, the okayness of just being present here escapes us now, and it becomes a goal that we can work towards, you know? And it's always, and the goal of okayness will always be based on you and what you did and what you have or what someone else did and what someone else has. It will always be conditional. It won't be an innate state of okayness, yeah? Because it, the innate state of okayness isn't rooted in the body condition. That's why it's an innate state of okayness. It's not rooted in an emotional or a mental condition. Those are too variable. They are too agitated. They're too volatile. They try to have your reliance on being okay based on emotions, circumstances, and situation, and mental states is insane. It's like Jesus said, it's like building a house on sand. Yeah? You may have a beautiful house, but there's no foundation. It's shaky. There's no way you can get a good night's sleep because you just go off at any time. You know, look at what happens. Some night you think, oh, I had it. You looked at your bank account before you went to bed. You called your girlfriend to make sure she wasn't out with someone else. So your emotional state was good. I, my, my prized, you know, heifer is, I still have her. My finances are pretty good. You know, my physical, I did eight hours of yoga today and I got a tantric foot massage and I'm fucking feeling great. And then you go to bed, you know, resting on this false security. You wake up and you got a bug in you. A virus has moved in. You're coughing and hacking. You know what I mean? Your girlfriend isn't home when you call. You look at the bank, someone stole your ID and took all the money out. Fuck, where's your, where's your, where's your peace and security now? Yeah. You built your house on a very vile, volatile situation. And of course, it's like that story about the person who saves the snake. And it, 
gets a little shoebox, puts a little comforter in there, puts the snake in, gets a little milk, uh, eyedropper and gives it milk and you know pets it and everything. And about a day later, it's carrying the snake and the snake bites her. And she goes, I can't believe you bit me. And it goes, hey, I'm a snake. You know? So we're depending on what's undependable, and then we're really bummed out when it seems to fail us, but that is, that's its nature. It didn't hide its nature. It's proclaiming it. If you just look at it for five minutes, you would see, shit, that's not a good place to invest all my interest and attention. Because it can be moved, it can be squandered, it can be taken, it seems that it can be stolen. A lot of things can happen. We give it over to the mental state. How much wonder and awe do you run into today? And how much wonder and awe did you seem to be in, almost like a constant state, ready to be triggered when you were a kid? What the hell happened? Did wonder and awe leave for the winter? Like, did it migrate out of our lives? No, there isn't anything called wonder and awe. It's how you see life. Yeah? How you see life initiates the wonder and awe. And we're not seeing life like we did when we were young. We're now looking at a very, very formatted way of looking called self-centeredness. <clears throat> Everything that we see, think, feel is held as how it pertains to me. You can't escape it. You are not overriding the system that's producing you. The sense of self cannot override the system that produces the sense of self. It says it so clearly in recovery, self can't get out of self. How much time that can save you if you can just get it? Stop trying to get out of what you can't get out of as what you think is trying to get out of it. Yeah? That's not the escape route. The escape route is to see you were never in it. That escape doesn't take any time. The other escape takes a lot of time. You've got to plan how you're going to escape. You've got to get the floor plans and figure out, I've got to get out of self. You know, so I'm a, you know, I thought I used to get out of it by doing dope, but here I am still in self. Jesus Christ. All the shit I did, I should have gotten out of here by now. So, but no, now I've moved on from dope to spirituality. Tried, still trying to get out of it. Get out of it, get out of it, get and why does and when it fails, do we blame or look at the formula? No, we usually blame us. I'm not doing enough. I should have just stayed an extra day at that retreat. I know they were given the secret handshake on the twenty first day. I missed it. I missed the bus. I've been waiting all this time, longing for the bus. It came by, the someone opened it and I was too busy planning to get on the bus. To actually get on the bus. Wait a minute, I'm not ready yet. Fuck, come on in. The door's wide open. Get it. No, no, I'm just longing. I've been longing for you. I go, I get it, get in. No, you don't understand. I've been longing. Come on, get. No, no. I'm gonna, I'm longing. All right, keep longing. Keep longing. The route may be discontinued. Keep running. This is it. Get on. Isn't that the situation now? The everlasting imitation stretched out his time is still the everlasting imitation. Every moment there's the imitation, yeah? Of opening up to the moment. 
The mental interpretation says what you need to open up to is yesterday and tomorrow. You need to close down now because tomorrow is going to be a hell of a day. Yeah? You need to stay closed until that idea I have, this mythical person is going to come into your life like the white knight. So just withhold, withhold every day waiting for that Savior. Yeah? Just keep on longing. And you know what? One day, not that it will be today, but one day down the road it's going to be so good you'll be able to forget all this, all this, in all these moments you've been waiting and longing for that moment. You missed the boat, man. There ain't any time there is not that moment. That moment is still entrenched and encompassed in the only moment there is, which is what we give, deem a name called now. This is where the invitation is. If you're not opening up to it now, you ain't going to open up to it after four months of practicing and shit like that. Yeah? So from the Sian's point of view, fucking do not go out in the sun. Do not. Keep that moisture on all day. Wear some pants, snake. You know what I mean? But I don't feel free. Fuck, put those pants on. Polish that skin. Polish it. But never, never entertain that this skin's not you. No, 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 no. From the snake's point of view, fucking great. It's, It's fluffing off. I fucking can meet a babe. Look at man, I'm looking pretty bright. <laughs> you know, my venom's ready. Let's hit the road. Then what happens? The skin builds up over the year, gets built, gets a little thicker, and thank God, the next year it falls off, and the next year it falls off. That's what happens in a way. If you can entertain the possibility of what you're not, you'll see all of its sort of growth and all of its sloughing off. Yeah. And you see, you are never that when it's grown, and you are never that when it's sloughed off. Yeah? It's just sort of like walking through time and space with a suit on, you're picking up lint. But the lint ain't the suit. Yeah. You get it. The selfing builds up a story. It tries, it's like a barnacle seeking for a rock or a hole. Yeah? It needs to find a solid thing to sort of attach to. Yeah? So all these ideas and thoughts and feelings, they're floating around, and as they, if they find a, a rock, they'll start habituate that rock. A colony will grow. Tons of barnacles, and it's a bitch trying to pull a barnacle off a rock or a hole. But what would happen, instead of trying to find methods how to get rid of the barnacles, because if you pull some, they just grow more. But what would happen if you took the rock away? What would happen if you took the hole away? What would happen if you took what they need to have to grab, to grab hold, to cling on to, to sort of survive? What would happen to the barnacle if you took the rock away? It would just be floating around. It wouldn't be able to acquire a home because you weren't offering it. Yeah? Identification as the body is the offering of all this stuff to coagulate on us all these feelings as, and turn into past feelings and past thoughts and past actions and tons and tons of memories that this sort of, we, this suit of barnacleization occurs and we're suffocating it. We can't suffocate, but we seem like we're suffocating. We're trying to pick, oh, I'll be great if I could just pull this barnacle off and that barnacle. The barnacle is part of a colony. 
The colony lives on that rock. Take the rock away. The rock to me is the identification of self. If a thought is a thought, it will pass. If it's held as your thought, you'll deposit it. It'll be part and parcel of all the conditioning that will paint this moment into a different color. It's sort of like if you constantly spew out yellow, every picture that ever goes past you starts having a yellow tint. And you think that's the way it is. You're putting the yellow into it. That's the selfing. That's the identification as a self. If you're not a self, then what reinforces the self, what coagulates on the self, what all the memories that turn into a skin for the self, all that gets sloughed off. You travel later. What more do you want? Thoughts, the rock, I'm the thinker. Feelings, tons of them. The rock that they coagulate on is I'm the feeler. Actions, just actions. Accountability, guilt, shame, pride, all this. It grows on the actor. The actor is what gives rest and gives home to these volatile mental conditions. So that thing that can never be so can seem to be so. A mental idea will surface and will become the dominant theme. You'll see everything from the point of view of being a historical action figure. When you hear the message that you're not a body, you'll hear it as a body. When you hear the message of non-self, you'll hear it as a self. And you'll go to incredible, absurd lengths where you'll try to become a non-self as a self. The reference point will keep Keep applying itself, yeah? Like we talked about last night. You hear the message, you're a lion. The message doesn't even mean a damn thing. Anything can trigger the lioness of a lion. But if you're identified as a sheep, that message that you're a lion can only be heard as I can become like a, sh- like a lion. Yeah? Then something that's inherently so gets put off as a, as a desirable quality I'd like to have. The truth. If you don't see it as you, you'll objectify it. Now you're looking for the truth. There's no fucking... Where do you think the truth is? Is it in Des Moines, Iowa? And because you're here, you're missing it? Is it like, you know, 845 Shoreline Highway? It's, it's not in a location. You're the truth. I want to experience my authentic self. Good luck. I want to be there when I get it. Good luck. I heard there was a great party but as soon as I got there it sucked exactly (laughs) that's what happens oh peace let me approach it and then you're you're agitated about peace the lack of it it's not enough this isn't peace enough I need more peace you know what I mean I just don't want to be in the moment I want to be in the turbocharged moment I want to be in an extreme moment, liver. You see it? All the efforting is an effort not to find it, 
but to keep it quite well hidden. If you look one centimeter past where you're at, you miss it. If it's even just one centimeter thrown away from where you're at, you've missed it because your mental state has objectified it there. Now it has a concept. And so what it thinks is, the walking stones that will get me there are books or something. And you'll start reading books and trying to acquire understanding. And then along the way, a lot of people will tell you, well, you got to fucking purify yourself too. All right, let's start purifying. You know? And then then the more interest you have in it, the more steps there seems to be. When you were a kid, you weren't looking at meditation retreats or a fucking, am I in the moment or not? You know, I don't, am I in, really in the moment? Or is, should I be playing more than I'm playing? What? Tell, someone tell me. Yeah? No, there was just what was happening. What happens now? That which we are has been objectified into something we may want or we're avoiding at all costs. It doesn't matter either one. It's still made into a thing. To the pseudo-one, the pseudo-subject, which is a thing in and of itself. <clears throat> it's, the, it's being weaned off of thing. It's not you haven't found the right thing. It's no thing. It's not of this place. Like Jesus said, you're in this place, but you're not of it. You're not of thingness. You're not of time. You're not of separation. And you can't use time and thingness and separation to find it. You just question what you're taking yourself to be. And if it doesn't hold water, when that that fake balloon bursts, what are you? That little captured water in the balloon realizes it's it's been the ocean the whole time. It was just this little mental membrane that was causing a seemingly, making up a seeming separation. All it does is the water doesn't have to find the ocean. Pop the membrane, it's the ocean. A wave doesn't have to be unprogrammed to be programmed as the wa- as the ocean. Just give up the waveness, it's the ocean. The wave is concerned. I don't want to break on Stinson Beach. I want to break on the North Shore of Hawaii. Why am I not? Why am I not on the surf shows? Why isn't what's his Kelly Slater riding me? Fuck! What have I done? I've been huffing and puffing my whole life. Why am I in the, in the ocean? Why can't I be on the Pacific Ocean, west coast of Australia? <coughs> Jesus! I don't want to break on that shore. Look how dirty that shore is. Fuck! And look at who's behind me. I can't be with these these little dribbly fucking waves. Don't I, I don't, do I look like that? No crest, no barrel? Fuck. I just refuse. I'm not breaking anymore. I'm not fucking breaking. Until it gets better. Or until I meet my, my, my soul wave. Oh, there she is. She's breaking right now at Santa Barbara. Oh, but I'm here. I'm here at Cronkite. Oh, how, how I long to be down there. This is insanity. What would happen? The, the specialness of the wave has to be reinforced and reinvigorated all day. That's the job of the thought system. The thought system is taking everything that's happening, interpreting it, 
to have it refer to the life of a wave. And the wave, it can go so extreme, the wave will believe it's totally, totally dry. It's totally, totally lacking of wetness and try to work really hard to get to know the ocean or maybe one day have an experience of the ocean. You know what I mean? Or maybe at least get closer to the ocean than I was when I started. But what would happen if the waveness dropped? It would be what? And what would dawn on it? It always was that. Therefore, it always will be that. And then the waves would continue on and they'd play their exact role as an expression of the ocean. Not as a separate entity from the ocean, but as a form of expression of the ocean. That somebody who didn't know the ocean should get hit with one wave and be reminded of its own oceanness. Yeah? That's a role that you can play. You can be holding the space for other people. Maybe you'll do look like you're doing active service. Maybe it won't look like active service. But you'll be awake to the awakeness, and some people will find that very attractive. They may not make up, be able to get what it means, but an opening has occurred. Some a little pinprick has occurred in the membrane. <clears throat> Mind can now leak out of that little mental state and spread out. And then all the partitions that time defined get weakened. Yeah? All this yesterday and tomorrow get weakened. All this idea that a mythical moment's much more important than this moment gets just dropped. Yeah? You're not trying to get into what you can't be out of anymore, the moment, and you're not trying to get out of what you can't be in, the self. Yeah? That struggle, that, that, that existential struggle is a fucking over. That agitation of trying to figure things out is over. Blue appears to be blue, red is red, things become clear. Not of themselves, but of you. Yeah? The clarity comes from here, where it's always come from. The joy comes from here, where it's always come from. The beauty comes from here, where it's always come from. We just see the expression of it, yet we don't root it back to the artist. We want to see the brush, but we don't see the artist that's wielding the brush. We want to, we think, we want to think, I'm the painter of this picture. When I'm being wielded to do something today, it's going to do an incredible mosaic of choreography of an action figure. But I want to stick up, it's the boss, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. This is my picture. And what happens? As soon as it's your picture, you read it in a totally different self-centered way. This huge mural becomes a little fucking mental snapshot to go into your little photo album. So one day, maybe you convince yourself, I've had a rich life. Can you imagine if you're depending on your head to tell you how you are? It can play that incredible, inane, insane trick at the end. You're just at the point of leaving the body, and it says, Paul, you really blew it. Fuck, can you imagine leaving this place on that note? All the while, you've been working so hard to accrue value, to, fight, to get its acceptance. Come on, head, give me a fucking break. Look at what I've done. <coughs> I've worked hard, I've served tons of people, this and that. Oh, okay, okay. You'll get it at the last moment. I'll give you a great gift. Oh, thank you. I've been a devotee of yours forever. Okay, here I am. They're pulling the plugs. I can see my family's faces. Uh-oh, he's going. And I'm waiting for it to finally say, Oh, my son, you've done well. You really fucking blew it, Paul. What? 
there. What a way to go. The last pebble hitting the pond with, with an endless little tremor of agitation. You're relying on it now to tell you how it is? You'll be relying on it tomorrow to tell you how it is. It's a slavery. It's like an addiction. Yeah? Sorry. Hey, no problem. <coughs> yes, that's our... He senses you. You're another. Yes. This is her space. That's right. Thank you, thank you. None of these would say anything but you. Yes, go, go. Get that donation from her. It's in the left pocket of the back. <laughs> Bring it to me. Come here. Very good. You did a good job, honey. Yes. Good job. Thank you. Yes, yes. Kiss my foot. That was pretty good. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> <coughs> I can't go on much longer though. Trying to take care of my physical state. <coughs> Seize the bondage from before the bondage. And for seeing it there, it realizes there was never any bondage. It's not seeing the bondage after the fact and taking it to be a real dilemma. It sees it before the fact, because there wasn't a fact. There was no bondage. So you see <coughs> the activities that allowed the mind to produce a sense of bondage. You see it prior to the bondage. The bondage has never come to pass. That's the freedom from it. If it comes after the bondage, then it's going to lead to more bondage. Yeah. So here you go. It's a dualistic movement, like a slinky. Bondage... Ooh, urge to have freedom. Freedom. The tail comes back. Bondage. Freedom. Bondage. Yes? All thrust into an experiential exper- uh, event. Freedom. Oh, I feel free today. <coughs> I feel bound again. <coughs> yes? On and on and on and on. <coughs> the freedom is prior to that. The mind seems to appear, hey, I'm, I'm having these cl- this clear understanding after I was bound. But the clear understanding isn't coming from after it was bound. It's coming before. Because nothing, nothing has truly come to pass here. <clears throat> Everything is, can be undone before the doing, not after the doing, before the doing. The whole Course in Miracles is all about that. First you practice forgiveness. People did something, you forgive them, this and that. Then you reach a point of atonement, which is you saw that no one ever did anything. So what's there to forgive? That's incredible. That's very, very clear. Yeah? Yes, so... I've got to stop again now.